A very warm welcome from me. My name's Mike. I'm one of the vicars here. I can't see anyone, but hey, I know you're out there. And um, it's my privilege, it's my opportunity just to share for a few moments the wonder and joy of Christmas time. So can I just invite us to pray for a moment? Let's bow our heads and pray a short prayer just as we um, take these next few moments. So loving and gracious Father, we pray that in the middle of these present circumstances and the seasonal sort of madness, we pray, pray that we would ponder again the good news of Christmas time so that we'd know not only in our heads but truly in our hearts that there simply is nothing in all the world that compares with what we see in the manger. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There is nothing in all the world that compares with what we see in the manger. So children, young people, teenagers, let me just speak to you for a few moments first of all. I am a big fan of Santa, Santa Claus. He's a lovely chap. He's a friendly chap. He's got a lot of cool stuff. He's not too worried about his body image or his dress sense, which I'm down with that. That is good. But that said, I do have some concerns, some things which I'd like to raise with you that make me a little bit nervous about Santa. And actually, I've found these emblazoned on products in stores, so I'm going to show them to you. The first thing, I wonder if the live stream is, hello to those people on the live stream, by the way. Here's the first one, a tea towel with a very famous strap line on it. Here it is. Can you see that? You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. Is anyone wanting to sing it? I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. Shall we try it? You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. Now, I don't know about you. That sounds ever so slightly threatening to me. You better watch out. You better not... Kids, do you pout with your lips mm, like that? You better not pout. I'll pout. I'll tell you why. Santa's coming to town. He likes good boys and girls, not naughty boys and girls. Now, there's other things. That wasn't just the only thing. Look at this one. Got this in the shops as well. A genuine product. A Santa and Rudolph naughty or nice behavior chart. So the idea with this, I think it's for the month of December. Can you see that? I think it's for the month, probably if, if Santa was being consistent, it should be all year round. But I think for at least the month of December, you've got to fill out the chart. You've got to have enough nice stickers, presumably, and not getting those naughty stickers. Otherwise, of course, Santa brings you nothing or a lump of coal. By the way, that's the other thing that bothers me about Santa, his refusal to phase out the use of fossil fuels. <laughs> renewable and sustainable alternatives, but this is, this is the best one. 
So you've got to be good for Santa. And how about this, right? This is a Santa surveillance cam. Right, you can get these. This is a high definition sound and vision. Right, can you see? It's actually got a flashing red light. Look from the side. Santa surveillance. You see that? Can you see that, children? Santa surveillance, right? So, not only best you watch out and best you not pout because Santa Claus, not only is he coming to town, he has no regard for GDPR, personal privacy. Safeguarding might also be a concern. He is watching you 24-7, 365 on the Santa surveillance camp. He's going to find out if you're naughty or nice. Threatening, isn't it? Scary. Now look, serious point. Serious point here. A lot of people think that God is just a cosmic Santa Claus in the sky. That's what God's like. So God doesn't really show up, and if he does, I don't see him. All I know about God is that he's interested in my behavior, and so I better watch out. Because God's coming to town. That is the view that a lot of people hold about the real and living God. And can I say that? If that is your view, I, would t- I totally understand why you would want to reject a God like that. But here's the thing. The real God, the real and living God, isn't like Santa The real and living God is like Jesus, whose purpose in coming to the world was not to condemn, not to write a naughty or nice list. His purpose in coming to the world was to be a savior, a redeemer, to draw near. And you know that, you know that is true because of his entrance as a baby. You see, he didn't come armed and dangerous, wanting to say, watch out, here I come, but he came in arms and in a manger for us, so that we might know his saving, helping love. And we sing about it. We've just sung, hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, Hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. You know he's come as a savior because he came as a baby. I have three young children of my own. I remember when they were babies, and one of the things I often thought when I took them swimming, we used to go swimming, even when they were like tiny, you know, a few months old, whatever, and I'd held them in my arms in the swimming pool, and you know how fragile a baby is you hold on to them tight and carefully in a swimming pool because they're so utterly helpless. The living God did that. Isn't that incredible? He made himself that vulnerable so that we would know he has come to save. It is so amazing. Take it in. Some people often say to me, I I wish, in a sense, some people ask for a Santa Claus-type God. I would like Santa Claus to show up for a moment, 
Give me some stuff. Like, show me something impressive. Show me something impressive, God, so that I'll believe in you. And if, if I'm convinced, then I'll behave myself. That's basically the idea I think a lot of people have. Show up for a moment, do something cool, do something, you know, with bells and whistles on. Then I'll believe and behave myself, because I suppose that's, huh, I suppose that's what you're asking me to do. So do something great. But that is not what God did. Not in coming in Jesus. Now let me speak to the adults just for a few moments because I get the flip side slightly to this. I get the flip side. So um, people think, oh, Christmas is for children and often say it, don't they? It's for kids. And whether it's Santa Claus, whether it's a baby in a manger, it's all just a little bit small and weak and nice and benign. Um, and they haven't really got time for that. Because the world's got some really serious problems. I don't think people just brush it aside. It's like, no, we are, we are living in a world with really, really serious problems. Really serious. Just list them this year. Right, we're in the middle of a climate crisis. We're in the middle of a refugee crisis. We're in the middle of a modern slavery crisis. We're in the middle of a mental health crisis. We're in the, and a pandemic, by the way. Yeah, and then, and then there's all the personal stuff as well. The things that you might be going through, the things you might have gone through this year, whether it's relationships at home, marriage, family, whether it's the job and income and childcare and all those kind of things, whether it's, whether it's something that you've lost this year, a person, or whether you've been hurt or you've hurt or you've made mistakes and it's painful, all those things as well. What does the baby in a manger have to say to all of that? In, um, in Regent Street, I haven't been to Regent Street, in London, Regent Street, right, where they usually have some fantastic Christmas lights. The lights this year are incredible. I don't know if anyone's seen or knows what they are. But I'll tell you, they are huge angels, massive. So all in sort of their LED sculptures, all in lights, way up above the road, right up high above your heads, and I think they have sort of an 18-foot, 20-foot wingspan. They're huge, and there's lots of them all the way down the road. Really impressive. I've seen, I haven't seen them, but I've seen photos. They look amazing. And I like it because um, I think in some ways they're the kind of angels the Bible describes. Now, in, in the Bible, you get angels looking different. So sometimes it's almost like you, you could almost walk past one in the street. Angels could appear like that sometimes in the biblical stories. But at other times... They appear awesome, amazing. Which is why when one angel visited the shepherds, we had the reading just a moment ago with Linda, one angel, by the way, at the beginning it was one. One angel visited these shepherds out in their field, washing their socks and everything else. And when they saw the angel and the glory of the Lord, they were terrified terrified it's a glimpse in the Christmas story the Christmas story in amongst the manger and the scene there and the baby in amongst all of that there is a show of heavenly power and glory undeniable such that the Lord right in his world could call time on COVID on suffering on injustice on pain on all the things in the world that are going wrong. He could call time on it in a moment. He is that 
powerful, that mighty. And you get a glimpse of it in the angels. The Lord of glory. That's what we're talking about. The Lord of glory. He could call time on all those things. And he promises that he will. He will call time. But on this occasion, on the first Christmas, that was not what he was doing. On the first Christmas, Jesus came into this messy world full of infectious diseases that you can't get away from and sadness and grief and pain. He was born into a poor family. We know this, don't we? A poor family, a poor young family who couldn't afford enough for the most basic thing. The most basic sacrifice in the temple, they had to offer the simplest one because they couldn't afford it. He was born in a situation where the land was occupied by the Romans and under Roman rule, such that there was a tyrant King Herod who wanted to kill him. And in order to kill him, he had a huge margin of error, so he just killed loads of babies to try and get rid of just this one so that he had to flee as a refugee. This was the world that the Lord God of glory, who created the angel armies, came into as a baby. Staggering, isn't it? And all of that so that when God does call time on everything, no one... No one can ever say to the living God, not the living and real God, no one can ever say, you don't know what it was like. You don't know what pain and suffering and sadness and grief I had to go through. No one will be able to say that, ever, for the rest of forever, to the living God, to the real and living God, no one will be, no one will be able to say that. Doesn't that doesn't that make you go, yes, here is a God I can worship. There is nothing in all the world that compares with what we see in the manger. And that's why this God is the rightful king. We've called our Christmas program here the season of the king. The season of the rightful king who humbled himself as a baby. It is breathtaking, utterly breathtaking. And he calls you and me to follow. Come under his healing wings and his loving embrace. Now this may have prompted thoughts for you, I don't know. Maybe this year more than other years, you've come to church and this time you're hearing the call of the Lord Jesus. All the way down, all the way down through the centuries from that manger to your heart. And it might be you're thinking to yourself, ah, do you know, this Christmas, I would like to take a small step, a small step towards this kind, this living God. And um, one way you might like to do that is with an Alpha course. We run a course called Alpha here at the church. It's um, a 10-week course, totally free. Um, I'll be there every week from the 11th of Jan. And in fact, you have details of it inside the um, service orders that you've got this evening. There's details of exactly what the course um, contains and how it's running out and what days it's on and everything else. Totally free. It is a great chance to explore questions of life and faith 
and meaning in a relaxed atmosphere with food and these great videos. We watch these great videos that just prompt conversation. And then afterwards, we talk about it. And we talk, and you share your point of view. We share, you know, we share that. And anyone can ask any questions, and it's great. I've done many Alpha courses, and they are great. That might be one way to take one step to trust. And I'd like to show you a short trailer, just so that you get a little taste of what the Alpha course is about. Every day we ask so many questions. What should I wear? What's the weather going to be like? How am I going to fit everything in? But then there are those bigger questions, like why am I here? Where am I heading? Is there more to life than this? I had arrived at an answer to the most important issue that we humans ever deal with, is there a God? And I had arrived there without ever really looking at the evidence. And I was supposed to be a scientist. gotten many of the things that I thought I wanted. You know, my girlfriend was on the cover of magazines, I had a Beamer, and I was so unhappy. It was a realization maybe that I would, I would never find happiness where I was looking for it. I think for so many years, you know, I always just strive to be strong in myself. All I needed was me and my buddies and, you know, we'd be like invincible. But the truth is, none of us are. I found purpose, I found meaning, I found hope. God took something so broken and made it a beautiful art piece. Alpha is a place where you can be yourself. You can say what you think and challenge everything. No question is too complex or too simple. And what your point of view is, is as important as anyone else's. We are going on a journey together, an adventure to explore the questions of life, faith, and meaning. There you go. If it's good enough for the bear, it's good enough for me. If you're interested in Alpha, you can hand in that card. You can just drop it to uh, one of us, one of the welcome team will give it to me. There's a card in there that you can just hand that in. Or you can sign up online, stjohnsouthend.org forward slash Alpha. That is it from me. Let us pray. And then we'll sing our final carol. Lord God, there is nothing that compares with what we see in the manger. It is so good. It's so glorious. The heart bursts. Who can contain you? The living God of angel armies. 
And yet there you are, come to us as a baby to make such a staggering point that you are for us as Saviour, Redeemer, and Lord. May the tender call of Jesus upon us give us reason and cause to follow him, to treasure him, and to worship him today and always. Amen.